This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. M, M, M. Sorry, more. just one more. M. There you go. <laughs> that's just that's the right amount of. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, uh, and joining me, we're in the Casa de Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. What's up? Uh, nothing much. We're in my house. Yeah, we're in your house. Yeah. Uh, we're joined by special guest Ezekiel Wheeler. Welcome, buddy. Hey, man. How you been? busy <laughs> long time no see yeah you yeah you've know. been a busy man that's good baby life cars yeah uh <laughs> um, not to dive too deeply into zeke's personal life he has a a young daughter as well so we have uh you know cars and kids in common she's um, got an interesting name though she does yep yeah um so uh I wish I so wanted like just dive into Faraday. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, he worked for Faraday briefly, but I'm not going to press you on any Faraday stuff because I'm sure there's plenty of non-disclosures and all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, you've worked for a few outlets that are interesting that turned out to be shit shows internally. They they were fun learning experiences <laughs> that uh, I'm still learning about. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I, well, I have it. Wish you could talk about Faraday's in my notes. So, what's your car fleet like right now? Uh, well, I have my 1972 MGB GT. Okay, that, that's still kicking. That's good. Still kicking. Had it. I went through the uh, temporary like, can I handle this classic car moment? Yeah. And almost gave it up, and then just decided to bite down and just keep the sucker and do what I can. So now it's in a state of like in my under car garage thing at my house those okay. weird kind of parking areas and uh it just needs some love so in, the car the hole. Stage. in the car hole yeah it doesn't run it runs okay. but brake master cylinder just went out so uh, uh, that needs to be fixed but that's a brake master cylinder um and i say this as someone who only like learned to wrench a year ago and still <laughs> suck at it but brake master cylinder shouldn't be that hard Shouldn't be, but it's, it's just, an MG. Oh, okay. It's okay. British, so yeah. they're going to make it difficult, and you think you're going to fix it, right. and then you realize, I don't know how to fix anything. Okay. Yes. It's like then, the one in my truck. It's like, hey, it's it's right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of rube yeah. around it. Yeah. Um, and that's <laughs> what most cars truck, are. You truck, you're like, huh. <laughs> Let's look on the right side of the yeah. firewall at the top. Yep, there it is. Especially yeah. an American, uh, an early American, like, anything. It's like, yep. That's broken. Fix it. So yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I can touch it. <laughs> they had this whole idea it's of a like wiggling. being able to maintain things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The funny part about the MG is like I've watched so many videos and done so much research how to do it on your own. And yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, there's four bolts, but you have to go through the inside to get them and then go through the ba- other side to like run the lines and then check the lines and then bleed it and then all these other Meanwhile, you are to obligated it. to play yakety sax in the background the entire time you're exactly. working. On the car. Knowing exactly. The, knowing the readership of Hooniverse and the listenership of the podcast, I guarantee there's like, like if, of all the MGB GT owners in the country, we probably have like 
fifteen percent of them listen to this. Yeah, I, I, just for some reason, we, I, yeah. it would be and something then like going to come out and say that you are an idiot. No, they're, they're like, yeah, dude, it's, it's, I could <laughs> yeah. get it done in fifteen minutes. Um, I would, and then there's three guys. There's three other guys sitting on here going, "You should have bought a Sunbeam." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, what color is that car? It is green. No, okay, it's not. Which is one reason why I picked it up. <laughs> I didn't want a, a BRG like everybody okay. else. It used to be some really gnarly orange in the 70s. Okay, it's a, yeah, It's yeah. an original California car, which yep. is awesome. No rust. Yeah, and so it's super clean underneath. My mechanics That's even said, like, rare. when they did the suspension teardown, they didn't run into one issue. And all the bolts came out, no problem. All of them wow. went back in, no problem. And they were like... This has never happened. Right. Zero <laughs> issues on a car. They were done in two hours. That's amazing. Did you come apart. across a monkey paw at right. some point? Right. Well, yeah. actually, yeah. I, just got, I just got the same um, comment on my Mercedes, which is in the shop getting mm. a few things looked at. But he said when he lifted it up, he's like, this is definitely – like I already know it's a California car because I have right. all the paperwork from mm-hmm. that. Um, I know which dealership it was sold at and that's uh, – but he's, he put it up. He's like, this is a very dry car underneath. So I was like, all right, you know. Good to go. Yeah, it's always great when you have that validation from someone who knows. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Although from personal experience, never, never overestimate the California car thing because if it's California car by the water, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, it's still never. It's not as bad as like uh, Boston car to the water. No, no, it's not (laughs) as bad. But I will say, like, I had two cars, no, three cars, get severely beaten on when I was living by the beach. Right. Like my Honda was in. Rough shit. Like it looked like it had been through winter right, in New right. England. But then, yeah. like you, you live like on the other side of the street, and then you're like, "Yes, <laughs> all right, we're good." <laughs> Look at that cherry car. Right. Yeah, nothing's wrong with that. Uh, car but you there. literally lived. Your garage opened to the ocean. It's like, <laughs> yes, wind tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, actually, yeah. The 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 tunnel going through the back, the breezeway was yeah. the breeziest breezeway that's ever breezed. Ooh, it's like Chicago walking out of a. Um, so that's good to hear. Now, what, what what else is going on? I heard uh, you mentioned something before we started. What else is going on? Uh, well, I got <laughs> bad news on the way here. I've had. I, I recently bought the the dad wagon, uh, which you need when you have a kid. And uh, it's a 2016 Golf Sport Wagon. Awesome. Which is great. TSI motor. Yep. Went with automatic, so anybody can jump into it. They had the five-speed when I bought it, and I was like, why the hell they put a five-speed in that car? It really pissed me yeah. off. Well, I mean, if anybody, but now but, it's a six-speed. Yeah, right, 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 right. right and right. you can get four-motion six-speed. Really? Yeah, but it's a VW manual, so it's, yeah. uh, it's mixed. Uh, well, it's the, but like, as the, like, uh, you know, manual take rates across the industry are very low. Yeah. But, but... Mazda and Volkswagen and Subaru, it's like a little bit higher. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it makes sense for Volkswagen. Well, the, I don't think they'll ever stop just because the Euro market insists on it. Right. Yeah. But well, everybody honestly, learns that way. Yeah. But also, even in Europe, it's starting to, like, it's nowhere near here. Yeah. Uh, I just read a stat the other day that um, 18% of car driving Americans know how to drive stick. That's higher yeah. than I thought it would have been. 18%. That's way higher than That's I thought it would have been. Damn shame. Um, Though, so I, I, I've heard that the numbers are dropping in Europe, but I don't think they're there because that's crazy. Well, the good news is we'll always have Mahindra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, so my car may turn out to be a lemon, Ugh. which kind of sucks. I'm getting this dreaded Gremlin Fuck. EPC code that keeps popping up and bogging me down. And yeah, but you just Four drove times a- in a year. And how old is this car? Less than a year. <laughs> yeah, but then you just drove a car for free for a year. Hopefully. 
I don't know. We'll see. Because I may jump into the six-speed four motion next. Yeah. If they, if that becomes the, uh, the next step. I mean, so we'll I would, find out by the end of the week. I would have to imagine you're going to see a change in fuel economy jumping to the four motion. But you would have a unicorn machine. But I'd have a unicorn Manual machine gearbox, that I could still yeah. have some fun with. So. And uh, just do a, like, even just do a, a light APR flash on, even though you're well, going through shit with this car. <laughs> well, the crazy part is, is I set this car up as my project car. Mm. So the, the goal with the dad wagon was to deck it all out. And I have a bunch of sponsors that's on right, board. That's right. That's right. And we were going to take I it to Laguna like yep. Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. I got to say that or else Dean Case is going to like Well, Jacob totally listens to like, the podcast, And Jacob so. listens to it. So Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. And Jacob will it's hunt you down. It's not just Laguna Seca. Uh, I was going to take my whole family up there in the car and do an open track day. Yes. And like have a bunch of fun in it. Like I got coilovers and new bushings is this and control arms. Or you haven't even got no, there No, it's yet. all sitting you next to my bed there pissing yet. my girlfriend off wondering when the hell all these car parts are going on the car. So uh, now that it's in the shop, I'm kind of in limbo right now. All it has is the boiler exhaust, and it's great, but I'm kind of oh. like, I want to put everything else on it, damn it. That, that's so, a you know what? It may be a blessing at this point that you didn't get to it, though. And I might be yeah. able to update, so if I get to upgrade, that'd be great. So we'll see. Like, we'll see. If not, the plan continues, and the car will go uh, in November, but if it's the other way, then the new car will go in November. So That's good. All right. Yeah. There you go. And then when you get the new car, you have to act fast, motivation to get it done. And Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. Uh, well, I hope that happens then. Uh, and then is the, there's a Porsche 911 in the family, right? In the family. Okay. Dad has a, Dad's uh, car. a 993 C2S. Oh, okay. Uh, recently got it back not too long ago. Um, he had it, all his seals were leaking, so he had to do the full rebuild. So that was a good chunk of change. Well, how old yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's its first major service of, yeah. for that car. So, you know, it's good to go for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been yeah. expensive. So we're keeping that in the So family. he put a used Camry into seals? Exactly. Uh, yeah. that's we, we stole a Hyundai diesel motor and threw it in the back. So, yeah, yeah it's a lot easier. That's so. fantastic. We did a little Cubano to it. So <laughs> um, Now, you've been putting on, I think you just did the second one. You have a little car show you're running. I do, I do. I mean, you and I have known each other long enough, and I keep trying to start a magazine and trying right. to start a blog and trying to compete in that space and finding money to do it and finding the talent to contribute towards it and keeping it motivated is a pain in the ass. Sure. So uh, I just got the idea one day, like, Cars and Coffee is great, but they always tend to overstay their welcome. Pop-up car meets, like the Krispy Kreme meets, tend to just be obscene. Yeah, uh, for the sake of just being overwhelming. Yeah, and you've got other shows that only want certain caliber of cars there. Right, and I'm saying there's yeah, too you, much in the middle to not. You enjoy. definitely do not discern at the quality of the vehicle rolling in. No, no, and that's not the that point. there's not that's nice the stuff. Yeah, so but like, I, I it's to, a wide swath. I wanted to curate something like a magazine, but instead of printing something, just put on a damn car show. Mm. Let's bring five cars people want to look look at, learn about, and actually talk to the owners about. Wow. So it's five cars. Five feature cars that we pick that okay. we know are going to be there that people want to see. But then other people roll in. And, and then whoever shows up, shows okay. up. So yeah. we keep that open invitation there. Cars and coffee style, whatever shows up is cool. Um, this last time we had this killer Carmen Ghia come out of Orange County uh, that was from the Der Panzers uh, Volkswagen Club, which okay. is a very like elite Volkswagen yeah. Club. And this guy came out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, I found this on the Instagram feed. Thought I'd come check it out. And I'm like, you have literally probably the best Carmagia in the country. Yeah. And you just happened to roll in today. Wow. So that was kind of cool. And like having those surprise elements pop up. Uh, Benton Motorsports showed up with... uh, one of his 912 rally cars, which was really oh, rad. Oh, man, that must have been incredible. That was really fun and to he, see. Were these part of the five? 
No. So what were the five? So the five, we had a uh, 89 Lancia Delta Integrale HF. Uh, Here's the cool part. Uh, in full Repsol uh, livery, uh, <laughs> which was, was Jonathan great. Klein there? Yes, yes he, he was. was. Okay, did, <laughs> he right. was there. Yeah. But Those were his pictures, that, yeah. Okay. But to yeah. match that, I also had a <sighs> Ford Escort RS Cosworth oh. show up. Jesus. One of four in the in California that's actually legal to drive. Okay. So it's one of four in the country that can drive anywhere it wants to drive and is registered. How the hell everything. did they manage that? Gotta love the guy. Money. But Jin, the, the owner who unfortunately couldn't make it at the time, he wasn't feeling well and, and actually made arrangements to have the car there anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, was because awesome. like, so he, I met I the guy, the guy I met the kids that were that. carting him around for him. It, it was great. And uh, yeah, so he, uh, we had that really special car uh, there. And then uh, Jonathan Wong, former uh, editor-in-chief, Super Street, Driving yeah. Line, and some other places, uh, he brought out his, which I've always had an obsession for, his 91 Civic Si with all oh, the right nice. JDM nice, parts. Nice, and he's nice, been yeah. building that from scratch. Like He's got one-of-one one Rocket Bunny bumpers. He's wow. got original Mugen parts on the car. All the components that he's learned over the years, traveling back and forth to Japan, make up this car, and it's incredibly special. Um, so it was fun to have him out and support. Borla brought their uh, uh, new Camaro okay. that has a Vortex supercharger, yeah, 650 horsepower. Yeah. yeah, so ID Agency opened up their space, and since it's one of their clients, we said, "Hey, we'd like to have that car there yeah. and kind of showcase." No, that's I mean that's a good got. way because then you like <clears throat> now you have a. It, it's not on the level where you might call them a presenting sponsor, but it's kind of like a presenting sponsor. Yeah, it, it's like a participating sponsor. Yeah, like we'll, buy we'll the coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the coffee was actually like uh, no one sponsored the coffee. Oh. So uh, it was actually the next door Dude neighbors, with cart? which is Wheelhouse, yeah. that actually rode over in their bicycle and they served cold brew and hot brew oh, all day. Oh, that's awesome. So it was really great and they loved uh, the reception that they were getting. And um, it, it's nice when. The, the whole thing is like, okay, do I offer free coffee and everybody from now on for the rest of the show's yeah, life expects right, free right. coffee <laughs> and then I got to figure out that expense? Yeah. Or do I say, hey, listen, there's an option for coffee in the morning. You can enjoy it I mean, like anybody else. I mean, you pay for coffee $3. when you go to Cars and Coffee. So exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's there. It's something for you to enjoy. And luckily, they make damn good coffee. I just so. went to a, a car show. <laughs> it was their third show. Mm-hmm. It's a Cars and Coffee type show it, at the Silverado Canyon Market. So it's really close to me in yeah. the forest. It's down this road you would never get to. There was like 10 cars. But they, I think this family bought this market, took it over, trying to like instill some new life. And they're going to add a restaurant, like a barbecue oh, cool. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they're going to add beer and wine. And their cars and coffee starts at 9 a.m. on the last Sunday. That is like, reasonable. That's really easy to get to. I even started my car show late this time because of that same reason. It's like I had my show in downtown L.A. And I was like, no one in their right freaking mind is going to show up at 6 in the morning to go to downtown nope. L.A. Right. So I had it at 9.30. It went to like 12. And people loved it. It was great. So it came out really nice. Um, The fifth car that we had was Spirit Lake Cycles is a downtown custom motorcycle shop. Okay. Uh, Turns out the guy and I used to go to community college years back, which is hilarious, when we both first moved to L.A. And he brought out his 69... Uh, C20 long bed Chevy pickup nice. that he's rigged out to carry his custom bikes. Oh, that's cool. So he brought his CB uh, CBMW 90R. So it's a custom. Was he one of the guys who was like BMW sent out a bunch of people to customize these bikes? Or he just no. So he, this is an old 90R. Okay. That he's 
customized and kind of put a different flavor to it. So it's got some, it's got a Honda tank on there. So it's got a different profile, but the seats welded into the rear pan and it's just a beautiful machine. And all the livery of the bike is like the old, uh, the old BMW livery, the black with the white pinstripe yeah, yep. and skinny Firestone tires. I mean, the thing is immaculate. It's one shows all, of, all across wow. America and uh, it's pretty cool to have that combination there. So he rolled in. Uh, tiny cowboy hat and all so <laughs> it was, awesome. was kind of cool but um the cool thing about his shop is he sources a lot of his parts within like a 10 mile radius of his shop oh that's kind of cool yeah and then people so it's an ar- he, he's an artisanal bike he's builder. an artisanal bike builder here in downtown los <laughs> oh, angeles that's fantastic. and some things get a little wider like his leather maker the uh, you know is located in i believe he said burbank but okay he comes down and picks up some of this stuff but he's able to source a lot of what he needs out of downtown la he has a policy that he doesn't travel more than 600 feet from his shop at any given time yeah, yeah. well now yeah. he's getting into flat track racing so he's got to go a little further yeah so. <laughs> nice yeah. um that's fantastic do you know when the next one is yet or is still planning we have an idea um so pebble beach is coming up in august and i'm uh, not going to compete with pebble yeah so everybody and their mother is going to be out of town and uh i'm gonna wait until afterwards yeah so i'm waiting till everybody's back maybe that weekend after pebble beach we'll do an alt pebble show that would be like what so, the weekend of the 26th or something like that yeah that weekend we're, we're looking at the august 26th yeah the, yeah, the weekend vacation that weekend and i can't wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do it then and we might mix it up it may not be in the morning so we're going to try a few different concepts. Ooh, and nighttime show. Yeah, and the way that the format works is we announce the venue kind of pop-up style the week before. The right, right, event. right. Yep. So we don't want it to get overrun. We don't want it to, like, become someone else's show or become something that it should oh, be. Oh, yeah, so if somebody has, like, 150,000 <laughs> social followers, they're like, come on, check out this. And all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, and then all of a sudden I've got nothing but just takeover, and it. it's that's not really the the – essence of the show right and then it's not i like it to be approachable i'd like it to be if you can make it you can make it if you can't you can't type deal so without giving away the venue or without giving away what are you calling the uh show again uh the morning shows we call morning conduct yeah so Uh, because for those of you don't know yeah automotive conduct yeah so my company's called automotive conduct uh autoconduct.com little plug but uh, yeah, you so are you, allowed to plug. I will Don't. plug. I will plug. So yeah, autoconduct.com, and we make all of our official announcements on our Instagram channel, and just kind of go word of mouth. So the Instagram's autoconduct, uh, and it uh, one we'll, word, right? Yeah, just one, one word. word. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you'll see elements of the five feature cars that we have teased out over the week. Mm-hmm. So every day we'll drop hints as to what car will be coming as a feature vehicle for Very the cool. event. That's smart. And then uh, Saturday we make any kind of special announcements. Like this time we, we had announced Wheelhouse was going to be okay. supplying the coffee. Uh, and then the next one, we're going to mix it up a little bit. I think we're looking in the Culver City, Mid-City area. Okay. Uh, we change venues every month. <laughs> Orange so County. Way, <laughs> doing Orange <laughs> County. I've, asked, I've been asked a couple times to come down there, so I will. <laughs> I will. I absolutely will. I've got love for Orange County. Or maybe a lot of car Long guys Beach down or there. San Pedro. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of opportunities that are opening up. I was just approached to maybe do a show in Northern California. Wow. Which would be cool. Yeah. So uh, we might do that somewhere up in uh, Wyoming or something. They had really good so. success with Radwood, so... That's true. That's I, true. I will tell you what. If you ever get to the point where you would entertain doing a more stationary show, mm-hmm. because they are trying to de-ghetto-fy <laughs> San Pedro. All about the de-ghetto-fy. The, the, uh, you know, the development community, community down here and everything is always trying to do events right. and are trying to promote mm-hmm. stuff and are like just giving away space. Mm. So hey, it's good to know. Might be something to look at. Yeah, yeah. Well, we keep an open roster. And the cool thing about having just five cars at every show... 
we've now grown our our automotive like wait list right now with collectors. Oh yeah, yeah. If you have twenty five cars, like, well, we've got shows. Exactly, and we get to curate and kind of pick and choose. Like, we have this awesome venue that we're going to use in downtown LA at some point by this artist, uh, Knowledge Bennett, who does these gigantic, larger than life uh, pop art artwork. Mm-hmm. He's opening a new gallery space in downtown, and he's can fit cars in there. He loves cars. He actually drives an F-Type R, which is great. I actually got him into that car when oh, I was nice. still working at Jag. So nice. uh, he, that's his daily now. And he just loves cars and wants to do things with it and show art. And we have an opportunity to showcase in that space. And we're like, oh, what do we want to do here? So we get to conceptualize and kind of figure out through our roster what would make sense there. I think hopefully you're also considering a period correct at some point. Yes, because, <laughs> because it doesn't cross my mind. I mean, not I only is it an space. awesome spot, it's also closer to me. But also, yeah. there's a brewery there now that my friend is the head brewer. So oh, no way, um, yeah. Oh, okay. Because so there's also there's now there's that means there's two breweries yeah. there. Okay. Um, yeah. So that would be an awesome period. Correct for those of you who don't know is an amazing art and clothing store focused on cars. It was Mark Arsenal started it, or he had something to do with the be- starting it? He, I, I believe he's one of the backers. Jeff Swart was also involved. Yep. And, uh, some so there's the- always a crazy-ass awesome car right in the showroom. The clothes are expensive, right. but they're nice. Um, well, some of the guys from uh, Crooks and Castles are the ones that were really just okay. originally involved. I believe right. uh, Brian is his name. Um, that, uh, And I apologize if I got that incorrect, but uh, yeah, he's one of the original, like, conceptual like came up with the concept and they've been able to grow it yeah pretty solid piece i'm surprised you can't find them in nordstrom's yet but yeah you're right <laughs> it's, it's beautiful I'm sure that's I mean, the goal they, they've got a great eye and great taste yeah, yeah. it's a yep. cool spot um so yeah do period correct uh, yeah. Um. yeah yeah i will eventually we'll get an oc show so the whole point is to run the shows up until about uh, october will be our last show and then we take a holiday break and then come back in January. I know um, a spot I can 100% get you guys that is much bigger than the last one. Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. We'll Berry talk Farm. after. Yeah. yeah. And from a guy that has awesome cars. Yeah. That, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then, again, because our car list has grown, we're able to hand select like what cars we want to have in there. And the owners are incredibly respectful of the whole process. And That's very cool. It, it's fun when you get to talk to them because they feel like they're getting lost at these other shows because okay. they want to bring special things out, but they don't just want it to be an Instagram moment. They want people yeah. to learn about it. That's cool. I so like that So when you get the aspect of, of like having a little bit toned down interacting with the, the if, people that enjoy the car. If you need a fun. truck that leaks oil, let me know. I'll I always need I'll a teach, truck that leaks oil. I'll teach everybody yeah. about that. Of uh, course. Or if you need, like, truck. a super rare Fiesta or C6 Corvette, just <laughs> super <laughs> rare Fiesta. Yeah. All um, are welcome. And that's the thing. Like, we're able to bring all, all kinds of cars together. So we can do off-road cars. We can do exotics. We right. can do motorcycles. Like, I want people to have the same. I love Land Rovers, but I also love old little fiats and i also love you know custom harleys and i have an appreciation for all of it but i don't get to see them all at the same time Mm -hmm. and i want to i want this place to be the venue for people to be accepting of all kind of car culture you've distilled the essence of cars and coffee basically i'm hoping that's what we can accomplish right yeah i I like it i like it i like it a lot i like it a lot um (laughs) now speaking of of old cars and a range of old cars well a, a narrow range but a range of old cars i i haven't ta- spoke about this yet on the podcast but i've been dying to so i did this year the uh, toge california oh um so that's ben bensu and patrick strong um a Jap- japanese nostalgic car and um, mm-hmm. um 
What the hell's the die? I can't believe I'm missing on the his diecast company. I'm really sorry, Patrick. I'm gonna look it up so I don't mess it up. Uh, and I'm gonna yeah. He brought us rambling. Uh, he brought us little cars and he's trucks looking, last time. Model Citizen Dude, diecast. There it is. Oh, Model Citizen. I harassed that guy on Instagram for like about every other week. <laughs> I need that. I need that. I need right. that. <laughs> you know. They, so him and Ben put it on. Uh, so. This year, this was the third year they've done it, and it's a, a celebration of, of vintage um, Japanese cars. That's the JDM is their jam, and they're all about That's it. Awesome. And they got Mazda, speaking of Mazda, to um, sponsor it this year. Oh, cool. Mazda brought some stuff out of their museum for us to drive. Uh, so there were a few journalists, uh, and I, I've written the story. I've sent the first draft. It's going to be published on Jalopnik. Um, the uh, so this is what they brought out. We drove down from Ma- we met at Mazda's HQ. A few of us to drive to the starting point of the rally down in San Diego. We drove MX-5 RFs down there, um, so then that their support staff could drive those back up because uh, they had to drive down an FC and an FD RX-7, mm-hmm. a rotary truck, uh, and a, a tanker Cosmo. full of oil. The Cosmo, yes, get out the of the Unos Cosmo. Yeah, um, so it was. I'd, I'd never I've driven in a rotary engine once in an RX-8 for as like a press car years ago mm-hmm. and it was like alright I guess you have to just try hammer the piss out of this the steering is good but there's not a lot of power mm-hmm. um, so to get I've never driven an RX-7 uh, the rotary truck I was actually really looking forward to because old truck stuff and then the Unos Cosmo was the one I was most excited to drive yeah um, so the FCRX-7 it was cool you had to really get it into boost and into the rev range and it actually had less than 20,000 miles on it. Um, it had this amazing physical switch graphic equalizer for the radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. <laughs> so the car was nice. The FDRX7 had 27,000 miles. Super tight. The FD feels like a modern car. The interior looks dated, but every other aspect of it feels like a new, new car. The thing I liked about the FD, though, the gauges in it remind me of muscle car gauges. It, it's like really? they stuck round autometer gauges back there with like a little <laughs> bit cleaner finish. It was like, um, so both of the RX-7s were way quieter than I expected them to be. Like you really yeah, need to like open those engines up to brotherhood get brotherhood. No, yeah. no, it, no angry bees. No, it was, um, but the, the FD was really tight. felt nice and powerful for what it was. I always like in the FD horse. feels like a seven eighth scale C5. Yeah, I mean nowhere near the power, but uh, yeah, that's right. what, but I mean size wise, it's like a it's like a smaller version of a C five. That's how I I mean, personally think body wise, it's aged. Like I think it's oh, yeah, it's way better looking. Okay. It's yeah. way better looking than a C five. I think it's even better than its contemporaries. Really, well, I mean like the Super is gorgeous, but I think the RX seven is like a little bit. The RX seven is refined. Like, it's absolutely refined. Yeah. And then I, I, I'm a massive Z fan. I love the Z32, but the RX-7 is a better looking car. Yeah, much better. It's going to lose in a – the RX-7 will be the slowest one out of them, stock. Um, but, it, I mean, it was awesome to just to, to, to get to do it. Um, now, the rotary truck, the Repu. This thing is fucking great. I did not <laughs> expect this thing to be fun at all. But it is a paradox of a vehicle. So it was – it had a really slick five-speed plucked from, like, one of their old race cars. <laughs> so really crisp Well, if you're going to put gearbox. a five-speed in a truck. And it had an aftermarket exhaust, so it was loud as hell. It, it, <laughs> it was the loudest vehicle there, probably. Um, steering, there was nothing on center, nothing on center, nothing on center. Okay, caught up, now we're turning. Brakes, <laughs> ha! 
Oh my God! Just there were no breaks. Yeah. There were no breaks. Drums all the way around. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh and but even like the drums in my truck when I had still had four drums um, were better than this in and, a truck that weighs probably a third of yours. Right. Um, th- but this thing was so much fun, and we were driving this on you know like the roads around Julian. Those mm-hmm. so this is great just roads. break early or yeah. or downshift as well. Um, but like once you realized where the the steering would pick up, I was giggling. I was smiling. Um, <laughs> It didn't have AC and it was hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You shouldn't schedule inland California road rallies. As Probably it turns not. out, yeah. AC was not a popular option in a rotary powered pickup truck that barely had the <laughs> With torque a to turn itself no over. Uh, and and uh, this truck though was fantastic. If go look yeah. at my Instagram feed for those of you listening, I put, scroll back a little bit. It's it's in there. I took a few photos. I fucking love that thing. So back when I used to race it. Uh, what was Moroso, which is now Palm Beach International Speedway. Um, I've driven there. There used to be, when I used to go drag racing there on like Friday and Saturday nights, there was a truck truck just like that, but they had done shit tons of work to the engine and just boosted the shit out of it, and they had to actually tub the back of it because it was making so much power. <laughs> I believe I be- it. Yeah. That, and then there was a Cosmo as well that went up, and they were, every time they went up, everybody groaned, because you had to shove your fingers in your ears because they were so <laughs> bloody loud that it was, you could be around screaming V8s all night long, open headers. Nothing was as loud as the rotaries. So, switching from the truck, I switched from the truck into the, the Unos Cosmo, and this is the only three-rotor production car ever made. It's the largest rotary engine Mazda ever fit. It's twin turbo, it's two liters, three rotors, 300 horsepower, nearly 300 pound-feet of torque. It's basically a Japanese BMW 8 Series, and it is fucking wonderful. <laughs> the power delivery is very unrotary-like, um, but it has like the sequential turbo system. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's holy. This car was goddamn. Glo- I started. I was looking them, at them for sale. Like, well, how much would it cost to import one from Japan? <laughs> um, this thing. I know. They're super common <laughs> in Australia. It was. It was right-hand drive. Um, the. If I got one, though, I'd, I'd have to get that three-rotor, which is less common. Um, but the, I, I could still find them. Certainly. Yeah, well, that's the beautiful thing with the rotor is if you want another combustion chamber, yeah. bolt one well, on. I, would, I wouldn't mind one like a, like a factory, like fresh one. This thing was yeah. fucking hell. This car was so good. Um, and it was super comfortable. Um, but then speaking of the Cosmo name, Myron Vernus, the car collector from Ohio, mm-hmm. who has a, a, an amazing car collection, flew out and drove his, his original like 70s, early 70s Cosmo. Um, it's like this, the special car for right. the rally. Right. Um, he had no issues. He was all smiles the whole day, even with the heat. And it was pretty awesome to see that car. And it was, this Cosmo is dark blue. I wonder how those things well, are. White, yeah, you know? yeah. I wonder, I mean, because white. nobody leaves those things alone. I wonder how they are if you just left them perfectly stock. Because, like, cars of that era from Japan were pretty bulletproof. But I don't know if that applies to the rotaries, too. Uh, I mean, most of the Cosmos, I've like, the old Cosmos seem to be pretty just not messed with for the most part the ones i've seen that come up for sale which is not a lot of them like i think there are maybe rm had one not too long ago i think but i think it's like a bunch of them that are like the same ones changing hands i really don't think there's. if you buy one though if you buy one it's like the 2000 gts everyone's hanging on to those so you have to get the license plate kramer (laughs) (laughs) nice um uh, yeah, but if you're driving like a white Cosmo with a license plate Kramer, they'd be like, "All right, buddy, like yeah. we saw your apology on on uh, car, comedians and getting coffee, whatever the fuck yeah, the show's called." Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to tread a fine line with that. Oh, one. did now, they actually do that in a Cosmo? 
No, no, they no, did it they in a Volkswagen, it was a Volkswagen like, bus. Yeah, um, that actually Jerry, I think, gave to the guy who owns the Malibu Country Mart. Did he? I think because you see yeah. that bus there all the time. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. I think yeah. Sp- Spike might have told me that story. Um, yeah. So now, besides the Mazda cars, there's this is a rally. Like, so we're in, like invited guests basically. There's a there's Skylines, there's five tens, there's two forties, there's nice. other Mazda products. Um, there was a dude in a Toyota Century. Which is one of the coolest fucking cars on the planet. Now, this one was just a V8. Um, no V12. He owns a V12 as well, though. Um, well, and he didn't bring that one. This guy has them shipped to Canada, has <laughs> Canadian friends drive them over the border, mm-hmm. and then he registers them in Washington, and then he just does not give a fuck. Um, and he'll <laughs> drive them him. in California. Shit. Uh, and is this the license plate on this one was not a VIP, which is a great license. <laughs> Seeing well, this thing go around the corners was amazing. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that they were right-hand drive, it's an old Toyota. Nobody would pay any attention None. to it. Well, it, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, except it's like, why is that old Toyota the size of a, a Rolls Royce? <laughs> also, one amazing thing, if you're in the back left seat, so that would be you know behind the passenger, mm-hmm. the, the front passenger seat... The middle insert for the seat is removable, and you put your feet through it rather than like moving the seat up or down. Your feet. Oh, that's fantastic. It's so cool. <laughs> um, he said the V12 is amazing. He had his wife shuttle him to the airport in it before, like actually like chauffeur yeah, yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> the guy was super, super cool, super friendly to talk about his cars, um, and he just seemed like a guy who's like a no-fucks-given type of car owner guy. See, I love those little Japanese cars, and they're feasible to actually import at this point. But yeah. the problem being... I don't want to deal with the hassle of a right-hand drive car. I agree with you. Uh, that's the one thing I wouldn't yeah. like about the Unos Cosmo. Like it's it, it's fun for a bit, and then you're like, all right, this is. Like, old, I could I'm entertain like old. an R30. How many times did you go from yeah. first to third? Uh, it was an automatic. Oh well, I, I could entertain an, an <laughs> R32 as well, but once again, I don't want fucking right-hand drive. Right. No, it's, I like it's 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 fun for a moment, and like in this Cosmo for. 50 miles to 100 miles, whatever I put on it, probably 50 miles. Um, it was cool. The novelty of it was fun. But um, you weren't trying to make yeah, bank you deposits. To to you weren't, with it. Yeah. You weren't right. at the pharmacy picking up a prescription. You right, weren't. Right. Yeah. Look, the first time I drove a right hand drive car, was, I, I got baptized, like legit baptized on how to drive a right hand drive car in Scotland, in the rain, on a tire press trip, through the countryside, dodging find castles. You, but at you least you are it, it was, on the appropriate side of the road for that car. And you had it, – it's funny because the biggest thing for me was trying to judge the turn into a corner. Yeah. And I always cut. Yeah. And it was like curb rash curb, on every yep. single freaking car I drove. We had three different cars to pick from that day, and I curbed every single one of them. <laughs> like, uh, I can't say that I haven't done that at least once. But then now get you want to get fucked up even more. I drove a car in Scotland that was left-hand drive. So I'm, oh, like, that'll totally I'm just in the hedgerow over yeah. there, so I'm on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> on the good right side of the car, but it's like, and it was like a Middle Eastern spec car, so the uh, objects uh, are close yeah, to yeah, the, in the in the mirrors was yeah. written in the script. Um, <laughs> because as you know, you read that every time you get in the car. Right. I know, but it was funny. Like It yeah, catches know, your eye and it starts to distract you. Um, <laughs> like, you're like, squiggle, squiggle. Squiggle, squiggle. Yeah. squiggle, right. squiggle. So the Tailgate California, if you if you own a car and you're near the area, you should check it out. Or if you're a baller ass dude like Myron Vernis, fly in and make it happen because the guy is awesome. His cars are awesome, so that was cool to see. Or unless you find a 240Z in a junkyard and decide to join in, 
maybe? Uh, I think or is they there a take, caliber? Is there like they, classes? I think there's a caliber. That you can't um, have like a no fucks given class? I don't know. Like maybe they would let that specific car in because it's such an oddball. Um, but the the cars there were all pretty fucking nice. Yeah. Um, uh, RX2s and I RX3s. I saw the coverage and, and I was like completely jealous of everybody on that tour. Yeah, I mean, it was it's um, pretty special. It was good. Ben Ben and Patrick do a really good job and yeah. nobody dicks around on it. Nobody's passing on blind. They like make it a thing. Like if if we get a word that you do that, you're off. Like this is a one-time thing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is them. just That's hard to uphold. A, like this is just a road. Like there's no prizes. We're right. not keeping time. Right. Just get to this checkpoint. Then this checkpoint. Then have a coffee. Then have lunch. And then uh, I didn't but get see, to that's stay the for the dinner. You're supposed to do it. Yeah. Enjoy the drive. Don't try to take home a, char- a prize. Because we, I did a, uh, a road rally a couple years ago when uh, co-owner of Hooniverse Tim still lived in L.A. We took his '64 Falcon. It starts in L.A. We go to Santa Barbara. You know, all back roads. Uh, we all take over a motel there. Mm-hmm. It was actually like a, the nicest motel I've ever been in, but it was still a motel. Uh, and then we drive back the next day. And they give out, and then there's a dinner um, the next night. And they do give out some awards, but it's like not for like winning. It's for, right. for like, you know, almost Lemon's great awards. It's like the your antithesis car you of it. like Gold Rush. But we saw people, yes. Yeah. But we saw a couple dumb moves in that road rally. We were behind a Pantera that was setting up for corners on the opposite lane, on the, you know, the good LA yeah, roads, on blind corners. Like, dude, if you wreck, Ugh, you're not wrecking you're just everybody. you. You're taking yeah. them out. You're taking, so we just backed off. We're like, you're a fucking idiot. I think yeah. we t- even told one of the guys, like, tell him, like, you need to tell that guy, like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. There's no point in this. Like, we're all out here just to enjoy our cars. There's no times. There's no prize money. Like, what Yeah, but Jeff, doing? I'm showing you how impressive right? I yeah, am. Yeah. Yeah, my car is so special, I can throw it into a wall. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm more impressed if you can make that corner at speed in your lane. In your that lane. That impresses me more. Yeah. 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 Than taking up twice the lane. And guess what? You don't need the two lanes. Right. You don't. Go to a track. That's why there's no lines. You can drive legitimately <laughs> exactly. real fucking fast with one lane. Exactly. You can have a great time. And no, I think yeah. a lot of people forget that on these rallies. They do. Uh, but they... Uh, Patrick put it into people's heads at the beginning. I was glad he did. Now, speaking of tracks, I got to drive a track I'd been dying to drive. Uh, I finally... What's that? I'm jealous. I drove Lime Rock Park. Now, ah. this was a baller-ass event because we stayed in lower Manhattan. Jealous. The mm-hmm. drive to Lime Rock would be two to three hours. Yep. It's a 40-minute chopper ride. I can't tell uh, you how many. <laughs> oh, you fucker. I can't tell you how many like, people took over my Instagram feed saying, yeah. I'm in a chopper, I'm in a chopper. It's like, I need to stop following fucking it's journalists. The, how, and was, how many people made the stupid Arnold Schwarzenegger joke? Uh, actually, no. Uh, because they're... Uh, I, I think... So this is going to sound incredibly pretentious. Automakers have been using more and more choppers at things, so I think the jokes are gotten old. No, they uh, have. So, but the the cool thing was the heliport we used. I think it was the same one from towards the end of Thomas Crown Affair, where Rene Russo's oh, and the guy yeah, shows yeah. up in the bowler hat and gives her the note. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was that same exact heliport. Uh, I was a five minute walk to the Freedom Tower and the Memorial Ponds, which I hadn't seen yet. Mm. Fucking intense. Well, you know what? I understand the point of the tower, but after Bush calling fries Freedom Fries, I have a hard time <laughs> taking the name seriously. That, that's fine, but the memorial pools? Yeah. Pre- yeah. Power, it's overwhelming. It's a powerful yeah. fucking monument. It felt weird to see people taking selfies there. Like, I get that's taking. Still oh, well, people are tasteless. Right. I get people taking photos of it. 
I get that. I didn't take any, um, but but there are big signs that say if you see people like leaning on this, writing on this, leaving gum on this, say something. Like the people, there's signs yeah. that say don't it's fuck around. Like a zero but like take pictures of it. I get that. But the like these big square holes in the ground. It's just like with water pouring down a drain. It's like whoa. It it, it was like mm-hmm. I had like. I wasn't fucking crying there or anything, but like I sat on a bench and like reflected for a minute, you know, um, not to bring this down. Let's get back to Lime Rock Park. <laughs> uh, so I was there to drive the TTRS and the RS three, which I was really looking forward to both these cars and they delivered. They're both really fucking good. Um, they sound great. You know, I've, I, well, it's you, a five cylinder, but also Audi for years has been very quiet. And I, and in all my Audi reviews, I always say this. And then the last few recent Audi reviews, I'm like, they're getting the noise thing together. They're finally getting it. And in this car, I mean, fuck yeah. Audi Sport is is, is doing great things. And uh, Lime Rock was a fantastic track. The big wah, wah moment was every lap, we came back to the pits. We never ran the full straight. That That's a shame. Sucked. It was also lead follow. Yeah. Ugh. But the guy in the Super lead car guy. was in an R8. So, like, we went fast enough. We, you know, um, it just, I really wish we could have used that front straight. So I could have seen, like, oh, I just ran, you know, I'm not going to break a minute at Lime Rock. But right. if I could have run, you know, I, <laughs> I know what the goal is at Lime Rock. It would have ni- been yeah. nice to just do a nice little pull. Because they had yeah. the car set up with full race keeper systems. So that's two cameras, and they can do graphical overlays, and it's getting oh, audio. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Um, who, who was the driving instructor? I just want to hear this so again. So he wasn't the, inst- <laughs> the validated. He didn't instruct us, but we got to take a full, Ugh. unchicaned lap with uh, Hans Stuck. Mr. Hans Joachim Stuck was there to, uh, we rode right seat in him just flogging a TTRS around the, the place. And yeah. I, I, the man is in his, I think, 70s, and motherfuck, this dude could still drive. <laughs> he's incredibly friendly, too. He is, he's hilarious. When I first got in the car, he's like, hello, I will be your Uber. Um, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's, he's a very How funny How uncharacteristically dude. German. <laughs> I know. He's, he's, he, he won at Lime Rock back in the IMSA days, in the old IMSA 90, which w- was an inline five that made 700-something horsepower. Yeah. Um, Gorgeous car, um, so he was awesome. He he went to dinner with us that night. He uh, Hans Stuck is a fantastic dude. So, you know, as was the case with the last one, I'm sure this is probably just an APR tune away from better part of 600 horsepower, dude. I mean, it, as it comes already with 400 is pretty awesome. So I would imagine that APR maybe a little more than just a tune for 600, but. I wouldn't be surprised because APR does work magic. I, you know, fully oh, yeah. with that. And Audi is generally conservative. Um, so who knows? Uh, I think that that's probably marginally, once tuned, it's probably marginally slower than the R8. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would believe that. And also, the TTRS gets basically the same steering wheel as the R8. So it's got the start button on there. Oh, cool. Whereas the RS3 has the, um, the regular, like, Does S- it share any components with the R8? Uh, I don't think so. I, uh, I they yeah. didn't bring that up in any of the presentations. If anything, probably just buttons. I don't <laughs> think it. Yeah, like, like I don't mount- think so. I'm, I'm curious because the whole thing with the the Volkswagen Auto Group and like all their cars that they're building on these higher tune ends. Yeah, you got the the GT4 and the Porsche class is borrowing stuff from the GT3, right. borrowing stuff from like G, like using a GTS and like 
Now you've got the Audi that's starting to do this modular kind of swap over. Yeah, but I just think the R8 is not part of the modularity. No, not yet. Yeah, I don't. I think I think it's still just like Lamborghini and Audi R8 are do do, make love to each other. But then everything else is like yeah. It'd be interesting to see what the engineers are learning from each other and trying to sneak into other cars. Yeah, I'm wondering how long before Porsche ends up being part of using that chassis as well. God, well, I mean, well, the because the the TTRS that mid-engine 911 that's racing. Yeah, I mean, it's a far cry from that other chassis, but it's going to get closer. And, I mean, the way VW is trying to save money on that stuff... Yeah, they're probably well, they close. Stick to the profit the, line the now TTRS that they're is, out of that is, is damn near an entry level 911 competitor for so much less. Way faster though than an entry 911. Uh, it's well, entry level 911s are pretty fucking yeah. fast. Um, so, but it, it's like right fast. there. Yeah. <laughs> Once you add the tune, now you're talking about it. But like, yeah. like you get as sticky tires as you can get, and and all this shit. You're like right there. You will not be leaving his rearview mirror. Yeah. Put it that way. Um, now the RS3 is is a little softer, just just barely because the RS3 was born from the A3. The mm. TTRS is born from the TT well, chassis. And so. the RS3 now is 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 the same size as the last RS4 we had here, the yeah. V8. Right? Yeah. Um, and it interestingly though, both cars were a little um, wiggly under braking, which I didn't expect. Like it was a little like it wasn't dramatic, but it was like a little. Huh. Like a little. Bring <laughs> that it down. sounds like that's intentional, though. I don't know. This is. Is it, it running was, carbon ceramics or no? You can get them on the front of the TTRS. Hmm. They probably just rear loaded the rear brakes a little more than than usual, and that's why you get the wiggle. Well, what I think it is is the pendulum effect of having a fucking engine out past the wheels. <laughs> that <laughs> that could also have an effect too um, on a tight track like Lime Rock. So uh, Lime Rock was great. Um, he's a reverse nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it so is. So that's what I think is, is a lot of the effect. But it was awesome. Uh, the video, I'm super slow to edit it. The embargo lifted on Friday morning, and clearly I'm not done with my video yet. Because it's two cars, and it's whatever. Excuse, excuse. Um, I got so fucked up with my travel last week that I woke up on Wednesday, and I was like, oh, cool, okay, I'll record the podcast tonight. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I already missed it. And then, got Wednesday night happened, and I have my flight Thursday morning. I'm like, and I was so fucking tired from my two chopper rides and my track time and the this and the that and we went out to and this is the worst excuse we i was already kind of tired because the night prior i always on these press trips the first night is the night you shouldn't drink too much yeah. or if at all if you like you really want to be professional and do your job appropriately which i clearly don't um <laughs> i met up i left the dinner the audi dinner oh, and met did. up with bill caswell <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and that, Travis Okolsky and Raphael oh, Orlov oh. and my buddy Brian Campbell from Gear Patrol came with me who was on so the So you Audi met trip. up with the Jalopnik crew. And oh, we, ate, we drank at the oldest bar in New York, which was a five-minute walk from where we were drinking, McSorley's. And the beers come in these smaller mugs. Um, so you order them like 30 beers at a time. <laughs> and we style. had like eight people yeah. at the table. I just so got... Dude, dude, I, I've just got Caswell in the back of my head. Dude, 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 dude come on, you got to do one more. Man. Come on. <sighs> so I woke up. I was fine most of the day. Like I wasn't hungover. I was just tired. Um, and then you get excited because now it's car time. And then you start to drag towards the end of the day. And then we went to dinner at a Greek restaurant where it was like family style appetizers. And it's mm-hmm. normally like, oh, I'm going to put out a plate of uh, 
now this is him getting into the pretentious part. Feel free to yawn and groan and all that stuff. You put down a plate of octopus. They didn't put down one for the table. They put down like five. And I fucking love octopus. I'm like, I'll scoop this onto my plate. And then the bread comes. And then the this comes. And then you haven't even gotten to your main course. And by the end yeah, of this, those normally... Those are like three, four hours. Fuck. Normally, yeah. so now we're going back to the hotel at 11, finishing dinner. And I'm already exhausted. And I have I am so bloated and fat and I was like <laughs> dripping with Greek olive oil coming out of the side of my mouth and now is when you go back to the hotel lobby bar and like converse and have fun and normally the last night this is where like I'll you know let my hair yeah. down and, and you're forgetting that is the east coast schedule though west coast shuts down early man uh, it depends on the event uh, well no I know what you're saying for dinner going out late yeah, I, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying there right um, but I've been to some events where like you still they know how to party Fucking out there. A. And so now, like, I go to the lobby bar and I'm sitting there going, like, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? Go to your room. It's one flight up. Go to your room. It's one flight up. But a couple people you haven't seen and you want to say goodbye and you want to have that... Uh, so I order a drink, but I went like normally I'd be like, oh, fucking give me the, you know, really good red wine or a good beer if you have Top it. shelf whiskey. Uh, yeah. yeah, scots to wind it down. <laughs> uh, I'm like, so I ordered, uh, they had this lemonade drink that was a non-alcoholic drink, but it was like a ginger lemonade. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, can you just put like a splash of vodka in that? And, and so I took two sips. I'm like, all right, I'm fuck this. Shake hands, shake hands, shake hands. Thanks for the vent. Good night. Go up. I had, I put it by my nightstand, maybe had one more sip. Uh, called my wife because the time difference. I'm like, I'm so tired and fat. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, uh, she's on the other side with the kid going, you dick. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. Um, and I felt like shit for like two days. So that, that, that way, I'm like, I'm not recording. I was thinking like, I'm going to go to my room and knock out a 30-minute selfie podcast. I'll put it up on Thursday a day late. I'm like, fuck this. So apologies <laughs> to all my Patreon people because I... I owe you at least two podcasts now, um, so that's that's my excuse. I just use close face. Yeah, and I just that's a great excuse. I that's haven't the picked up the slack. Excuse I've heard in a long time. <laughs> it was a really long excuse. <laughs> that's a great so long excuse. that we're, this is going to be a longer podcast because we're just to make now up getting for that the, other podcast, kind yeah. of, but not really. So just, now we're going to dive into the question, <laughs> and we're going to do Patreon first. Um, and I we're not doing accents. I only do accents if Zach is here. So. For those of yeah. you, if you're curious why you haven't done accents, we only do accents when Zach is here. And, and trying to try to get a little more regular with the show because I'm tra- trying to actually set up some office space down here with a permanent studio in it. So hopefully things will get a little more regular. And uh, yeah. Um, as you get older, you get more regular. Um, <laughs> yes. So Matt asks, Model 3, you excited? Would you consider dailying one? Personally, it ticks a lot of boxes. 200 to 300 mile range basically means no compromises versus a dead dinosaur powered car. I'm not excited about the car. I would absolutely consider dailying one in California. Um, I just think peop- that you're never going to find a $35,000 one. No, that car's not going to No, you got three years before you find that. And on top of that, the other thing that I'm not taking into consideration, there's not enough fucking charging stations for these things. Well, most people charge them at home, though. That's the thing. With the 200, 300, if you can afford it, you have to remember most of these people live in fucking apartments. Yeah, but the 200, 300 mile range. That are going to buy that car. Yeah, well, the ones that are interested, yeah, probably. It's a chicken and the egg problem, though. No, it is. Because the problem is, is that these apartments aren't doing it because they're like, well, people don't have electric yeah, cars. Yeah. But if enough residents have it and bitch about it, or enough like here, like I maybe have considered just using the outlet in my garage. Isn't there a law in California that if you drive an electric vehicle, there's something about someone has an obligation to? They help have to you make it one. convenient. For is that you what it is? Something like that. There is there is some law on some the rules books. in place to help facilitate right. everybody getting it. And even Tesla's gotten to the point where they're like, if you want to put a supercharger up, call us. Yeah, like yeah. we need these things up. Yeah, so. Um, but that the range is massive. But you, you, you think 
the $35,000 car is quickly going to be dollars $70,000 car. And at that point, a lot of people are like, can I uh, get my deposit back? And there's early word that these deposits aren't being as easy to get your refund on. You'll well, get the money yeah. back you eventually, will, but, but it's going to take a while. No, they're fine not going to cough fine up fine. all of it simultaneously. It's too much of a hit on a quarterly bottom line. Right. Right. Did you see the graph they put out about production over time? No. no. It was getting skewed on Twitter. Like, so the night they did that launch event, it's a graph. Um, it's, it's, it shows a line going up yeah. in Model 3 production over time. Yeah. There are no um, figures. It just says production and time. <laughs> there are no figures. The so, Homer Simpson so someone, they had like a, they had a couple, Exactly. They had a couple <laughs> pictures of cars in the background of the graph. So someone's like, so towards the end of time, you're going to make 15 cars? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is not a professional thing you oh, should no, 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 no. Yeah. It was the most someone professional thing ever because it's completely department. noncommittal. Yeah. Um, so I'm not excited about the car uh, because it will be, uh, you know, Prius part two out here but well, as a daily, be, it's, it makes it's, tremendous i sense. bet you it's a it's i don't think it's gonna well it'll be previous part two in terms of being common yeah but it's rear wheel drive it's super low center of gravity it's probably going to be pretty enjoyable oh it's way more fun i just meant from the california standpoint of there's one there's one there's one. i'll there's be one. interested It'll eventually get there that that carpool the model, look if like the model shit. s looks that way the model three will take that oh yeah, yeah yeah i yeah. i It'll get me interested when the dual motor one comes out because that's going to be stupid fast, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm more interested in seeing how they're going to turn on all those subscription autopilot fee. Like, what is that going to be? You buy a $35,000 car and a $10,000 upgrade awesome every like, year. When they all get activated here. Yeah. Well, and, and you start getting into the, the more expensive you know build options on that. And then you really start getting into Model S line. And the Model S is, is, I mean, it's a big car, but it's a luxury car. Right. You know, whereas the Model 3, it, it's nice, but it's not a luxury car. Right, right. right. Um, so, Louis Correa, uh, I know I pronounced your name wrong, I'm sorry. What's the oldest car you've driven that feels like it can hold its own against a modern car, performance, comfort, everyday usability? Uh, I mean, if it's been modified, uh, that widens the gap a little bit and you can go older um but they're honestly are we just talking about like a daily or are we talking about performance uh it seems like kind of it says everyday usability so performance comfort everyday usability there's not much out there however however i will say that the 1964 jaggy type i drove was fucking spectacular yeah Yeah. um those are comfort Performance. It's not going to you know win stoplight races, but it, it it's I drove, enough performance. I drove a Volvo wagon that was sometime from the seventies that felt surprisingly like tight. this. Yeah. It was tight. It was. I mean, Volvos are pretty fucking well built anyway, but it had disc brakes. It yeah. was tight. It didn't feel anemic. It was just like. Oh yeah, you could do this every day. No uh, problem. My Mercedes minus minus the initial performance category. Uh, has the comfort and everyday usability sure and then it does cruise at highway speeds it just isn't quick off the line so that could be on the list yeah. old sobs too old sobs yeah yeah i'd have to agree with jeff like i i had the pleasure of driving an e-type once and open road Unreal. cruising around and uh the the mechanic that let me drive it uh he's up in san luis obispo uh british sports cars he uh said when you drive it you get it and it's definitely one of those cars like a 911. The first time you jump in a 911, yeah. when you drive it, you get it. But the, the E-Type, it's 
cozy on the road. Yep. You get it up in the power band, and all you want to do is flick it around, and it'll take it. Yep. And just the luxury that it pres- that it presents, I-, I would have to agree. The E-Type. And, and not that old, but I would say any early 90s Honda product is, like, the driving dynamics are pretty much indiscernible yeah, from, like, good. a middle-of-the-road the sedan these days. The lightweight. Yeah. The lightweightness of them, like an accord so from that era now, from that like early nineties. No, I would have no problem dealing with that every day. Yeah, right now. definitely. Uh, Jason Dar, I just started a new automotive podcast called Intake and Exhaust. Do you guys have any tips for growing an audience? I, I, just consistency, man. Yeah, unrelated. If you were bl- buying a fleet of four to five used cars to road trip all across the country, your requirements are manual transmission, reliable, not too flashy. What would you get? Like, are we as doing it as a group of people? Um, like each of us named five cars? It says you're buying a fleet of four to five used cars to road trip all across the country. Um, uh, the, I mean, does it have like to a be personal manual? gumball? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the family gumball run? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A fleet of, uh, it says reliable, not too flashy. A fleet of Datsun 240Zs. Because mm-hmm. I've driven one cross country and it was very comfortable. Uh, but yeah, the podcast thing, consistency. Which... I didn't do last week. Uh, no, but I mean, <laughs> if we average it out now. over yeah. how many years no, now? Of course, of course. You I know. think this is episode 211. Um, Dina Honda. Hey, guys. Hope all is well. Chris, I saw you're not on TST anymore. Will you still be on here? Yes. Yep. Uh, now for the car-related question. Okay, so you got 45000 to buy three vehicles. One is a daily for the house things. One fun weekend autocross track car. Uh, oh, one is a daily, one for the house things, and one is a fun track car. Those are three cars. Yeah. Oh, daily nine eleven. I, I just have so much affection for those. Uh, track. You have forty five thousand. Remember, so don't uh, blow it all on the nine eleven. Oh well, then <laughs> there goes the fucking nine eleven. Just get a nine eleven. Just get it, dude. You can buy a nine nine seven Carrera S for that kind of money. Yeah, but you, you're wiping out your budget. Yeah, then you wipe out. You've got thirty grand, and then you're down to Yeah, like, but it does everything. But see, there, there you go. Okay, like the, the house thing and the like daily thing, I would wrap up into a station wagon. I have a deep love for station wagon, whether it's a 510 right. station wagon. Uh, well, no, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're using the wagon for the daily things, and you're wrapping – no, you're using the wagon for the house things, and you're wrapping up the 911 as your daily and your fun weekend car. Absolutely. There, there you is. go. 911 99S or 997 C2S. There you go. Good answers. There, there it is. Good answers. Yeah. Uh, and then one thing, I will, just because I've had a few people ask me about it on the on the TST front, uh, I you know on the show I said I don't have time for it. There's a big difference in that, in that we're recording this obviously at my house, and TST could easily take six or seven hours out of my day after driving back and right. forth. So that's the big difference, and there is no conspiracy otherwise. It's just this is way less of a time commitment. Uh, the advocate asks, if two vegans are arguing, is it still considered beef? That's pretty funny. He also asks, if you could drop any engine from any form of transport into any vehicle, vessel, or aircraft, what abomination would you create? I actually love that question um, because there's some cool things. There's this cool van that used to go to Cars and Coffee that had a Chrysler Marine engine. Was that the, the, the one in the back? One? Yeah, it was in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, the like high real... school students that built that. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a high school shop class, and they put a... a it's all chopped and crazy and motor fantastic. in the back. Yeah, um, I would probably do just to be insane. Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'd want some form of radial engine. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what I'd want it in yet. Maybe like some kind of trophy truck. So, like a radial engined trophy truck, I think would be 
pretty fun because that no one would like it. You know, be <laughs> cool is it um, like the the supercharged V six engines that they put in like uh, Wave Runners and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Throw that in something like tiny, yeah, like a like an FD, yeah. Or do or a Fiat. the engine? Well, speaking of Fiat, the engine from the Beast of Turin in like an Espada. <laughs> yeah. Sticking halfway up the hood. Have you ever seen the Fiats, the the, the Cinquecentos with the Ferrari V12s in them? No. Are you talking about the hill climb one? Uh, no, no, no. There's a guy. One. There's a guy in Europe that builds these no? things. Oh, no. They are insane. It's fun. It's. All I've heard engine. about the guys doing the Jixer motors and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen that. that. Those are awesome. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Cash, what is the least practical daily out of the cars you have ever owned, including car and cars too? Uh, my truck. Definitely my truck. Yeah, my MG. <laughs> the least practical? Yeah. Oh, the least practical? It's got to be the vet, right? Uh, well, no, my Camaro was way right. less practical. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but my truck for sure. Damascator, uh, the Hoon truck sounds wicked. Thank you. Joe Q car. Here's the plan. If you drive for Lyft or Uber, you can write off all of the maintenance and upkeep you perform on your car each year. So that led me down a path. What it's, would be the best car enthusiast automobile? That's Joey Joe Joe Cariotti there. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think because you want something that is affordable still, uh, you don't want to do too much outlay here. You want something that people can fit in. Uh, so my vote would be something like either a Mazda six or a Mazda three hatch. I'm, yep. I'm a little disappointed. Why? What would you go with? CTSV wagon. Okay. Well, <laughs> I said the initial the <laughs> outlay, you still got to buy the car. though. Yeah. You can still buy it. Yeah. Or... <laughs> An E sixty three wagon. Yeah, and there's a couple that have popped up on Bring a Trailer. Re- re- yeah. I think one of them went for like forty five, and I'm like, oh, not that I have forty five thousand dollars. E thirty six. No, 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 no. E sixty three. Sixty three. Sorry, I was like, wait, my close. Full dyslexic in close, my head right now, but not quite. <laughs> my brain's like. That so yeah, CTSV wagon would be the raddest choice, and E sixty three wagon. Um, but the realistic choice, Mazda six or Mazda three hatch, I think, probably pretty good choices. And you're going to be using this for Uber as well. Lift well, lift because fuck Uber. Um, <laughs> I want something with a diesel. I think. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Do we know what CX five diesel left? if it ever comes out? Yeah. Jacob. Uh, <laughs> well, I think at that point that leaves us with one option realistically. Macan diesel. Uh, Can you get a diesel Macan? I, I think they're slowly, quietly like. Shuffling those to the back of the order. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because like I'm in a Volkswagen Atlas right now, yeah. and yeah. good God, that car would be great with a diesel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well it'd be, you could do the uh, the high end Uber if you did a um, Q7 diesel. Uh, mm. Can you do a Q7 diesel? I don't think you can. No, those you, are you gone. Can't, you just can't do diesel anymore. There. Yeah, they're, they're like walking away 100% from yeah. diesel. Well, then fuck. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you have to do a uh, Jag diesel. <laughs> You could do the new XF. Yeah. Yeah. Which is That would beautiful. be a good one if you did That's an upscale. Really if you did like one. Uber uh, Black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, fuck Uber. Sorry. Oh, fuck you Uber. could do. No, but then you could. Premium yeah, one, right. You could do a Rover diesel too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the XF would be one. more affordable. And it looks better. Well, when, yeah. I don't have a problem with the looks of the Rover. I've though. got nothing against the Rover, but if I had a choice between the two and I'm and someone could take care of the bill, yeah. I, I have, again. Though if you get an elderly Lyft customer. They would be more happy to get into Absolutely. and out of the blah, blah, blah. Or the Villar. 
It's lower. Right, but that's, yeah. Kevin Schrage, Hoon Life Hypothetical. Sloan's new bestie is having a birthday. This is a really long question. Sloan's new bestie is having a birthday party. The problem is this kid's parents are the worst. They're every bad West Coast stereotype. Talk a good game about being open-minded but are super racist. Hate cars but believe the Model X is single-handedly saving the environment. And they're anti-vaxxers. I mean, he has it nailed. Within five minutes of meeting them, they manage to insult you, your heritage, your profession, and every life choice you've made. Welcome Despite all, all their issues, LA. their kid is wonderful and a good influence on Sloan. That, I mean, that could really actually happen. Yeah. Hoon what? Hashtag Hoon Wife says it's your turn to deal with them. What did you drive Sloan to the party in? A, Hoon Wife's Mazda. B, the Merc after dumping a quart or three of two-stroke oil in the gas. Actually, it's not a diesel, so get that straight, Kevin. Um, or C, the most obnoxious supercar you can beg, borrow, or steal out of the press fleet on short notice. Bonus question: What beer do you bring to share with the other parents suffering through the party? The answer is well. D, if my wife let me take the truck because it will be more obnoxious because it is Attaboy. so loud. I was really hoping you'd say truck. Uh, but if I couldn't take the truck because Sloan technically can't ride Or it. E, you don't go to party with unvaccinated people. Well, no. Oh, <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, but C, it would be the supercar. But Chris's answer is also correct. Yeah, non-dad thinking for the dad. Wouldn't want to fuck with that. No, we can't yeah. wait to like fuck with the other dad. Right, <laughs> right. That no, the kids you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, you ever hear herd immunity? <laughs> so they, you know, good point, yeah. Chris. Uh, but it would be the supercar if I couldn't take my truck. And the beer I would bring to help the other suffering fathers, I would probably bring a session beer because we're driving our kids, um, which doesn't mean you can't have one or two, but that's about it, uh, especially with a session. Um, so I would probably bring, oh, I just had, it's a session sour. It's like my new favorite beer uh, from Dogfish. Their Sequench Ale. Holy fuck is it good. It's, uh, it's, Black lime and sea salt, and it's like when it's hot out, there is it's better than water. <laughs> Damn, it's sea so good. Sequench ale. That should totally be a picture of a transmission on the front of that bottle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sequench ale. Uh, oh, I didn't even get it at first. I yeah. was just going along with you. I <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure, whatever, like, buddy. Yeah. That's I just cars idea. on beer cans or, or you know, um, <laughs> sequench ale. Uh, no, if you like beer. Go find this. It's fucking delicious. I can't stress enough how good this beer is. Yeah, I'm going to put a challenge out to any of the Hooniverse listeners to actually come up with a logo for Sequence Ale. Ale. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. Uh, scroll down for the Twitter questions. I know Regular Car had a funny one that got like a million uh, replies. Uh, uh, is Hayes Data still going to be stick around to the podcast? Yes, Henning Horn Giltung. He is at that's at, at Henning HG. I think that was the first one. Okay, so scroll up. Uh, Dina Honda, what's, uh, there's no way I'm answering, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this question, but there's no way I'm answering. What's your take on the current president and the things going on? Well, I'll answer it, but not as deeply as you might think, Rugged Ridge. What's your take on the current president and things going on in the White House as of late? Uh, I think he's a fucking jackass and the whole thing's a shit show. Moving on! <laughs> Regular car... Re- I'm from Massachusetts and modest. I live in California. <laughs> well, I mean, you like, have you eyes, think? ears, and a brain. Right. right. So Regular yeah. Car Reviews asks... What criteria, if any, makes farting in someone else's car permissible? Um, I mean, if it's silent and it's going to stink, just do it. Roll a window. Farts are funny. They are hilarious. Farts are funny. I'll give you sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> nice. If you get it, like, as long as you're not going to shit yourself, or if you're not <laughs> if that you No, are, I contend that's even funnier. Well, uh, <laughs> no. For who? If I have a friend who is like known a close friend who is known to be just a disgusting awful terrible farter like there's something wrong with him if you're him like their diet comprised entirely of kale 
the, I don't even know what it is. Like, it's not yeah. even that. He's just he's Kale a guy Curry who just and, is. And I'm sure everybody knows yeah. a person like this. He's just an awful, awful fucking farter. And I can't wait to hang out with him because he's one of my great friends. Later, when I go on vacation mm-hmm. later in August. Um, uh, this is like my Boston friends. Um, the the lake. So guys. if you're him, yeah. If you're my friend Joey, don't do it. Uh, but uh, you know what? If it's just like if you gotta just roll the window down and do it. I'm not gonna be a Nazi about farting. Um, Aaron Graham at Code R Coder Aaron. You can rent any track in the U.S. and three cars of the current year from three different manufacturers. Uh, for you and your friends for a weekend, which track, which cars? I've never driven Coda, so I wanted that to be my mm. answer. But I feel like I, I don't know, Mazda Raceway because of the history. Yeah, yeah Mazda's a prettier track than Coda is, and it's so much fun to learn on in different cars. Everybody you, says you VIR pull though. Everything out. Everybody says VIR though is. I, I just don't have the experience on that. Oh, but also Sonoma, because then you have, um, yeah. you can do all, at the and end, then, after track after the day's done. The, some of the best wine. In Don't the world, forget Atlanta, Atlanta's a nice track too. Uh, okay, Road Atlanta. Yep, yeah. and Elkhart Lake. I've never driven Elkhart, uh, but I, I is a great track. Yeah, it's I, just high speed, right? And you just and it's all rhythm. It'd be fun to try to master the corkscrew. Uh, you know, I so I think I I think, and this isn't just because we're friends with Mazda. I I think uh, I think I would go with Mazda Raceway. Now, as for the cars. That's a tougher call. I think just to see how good it is, I would do like GT2 RS because that's the new hotness. Yeah. 700 horsepower, rear wheel drive. It's too much. Too but much it's power. Too mu- like, so what? It's it, capable it of taking control. on that track, it has, but, you know, I, it's but it's not going to be like, a widow maker like it used to be. I, I don't feel like you're going to learn much out of that car beyond like balls out speed. For shits and giggles, the demon. <laughs> You're gonna learn a lot in that. Um, and then you want a drag car for the best road course. And then yeah, something exactly. like actually good for the track, you would take like um, like something like maybe the new McLaren 720. Yeah, you yeah. take a McLaren. Yeah. Maybe you know if you want a real track toy, take an Atom. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, an Atom because Mono. Yeah, or yeah, you could do that. Um, and I think you'd have to take a, a, a GT3 RS. I mean, I want to do the GT2 just to see how crazy it is. Well, then you have two sh- two cars that are two shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cars. Right. And then you're the the one car that you know can stick it in there. But yeah, I think that you, if you take something like uh, an Atom or maybe like an Exocet, something that's got, you know, they're stupid fast, don't get me wrong, but it's not going to get you in immediate trouble and you can still play around with it quite a bit. Uh, David Balthazar at Standard Six Speed. What car would best fit in equally being seen at a Concorde d'Elegance and on a grainy security camera crashing into a Florida laundromat? And I had a great answer for this earlier, <laughs> and I can't remember what it was, but I'd have to imagine that a Lamborghini probably fits the bill pretty decently. Um, I think stereotypically. Mind works. you, I lived in Florida, so I actually saw events like this. <laughs> uh, I've seen classic Mercedes crashed in such a manner. Right. Uh, I've seen classic Caddies crashed in such a manner. Um, I once saw a, I once saw a br- almost brand new turbo crash that way. Uh, and I saw a Carrera GT that I thought was going to be crashed that way. Mm. Where are you so, hanging out? What's that? Where are you hanging out that you saw? This? South Florida. Dude, I was living <laughs> Just like that, at that point. I was living in, Florida. I was living in Boca Raton at that point. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. The Oliver Picard at the Ollie Picard. Why is the Hooniverse logo a Simca? Because someone who's friends with us drew it for us, and it, it's just kind of funny um, to see one going fast. Um, 
Uh, all right. Um, Adam Folkert's at Big Bad Green 360. Playing with the 2018 Mustang Configurator. Cheapest GT with magnetic ride is 43K MSRP. Worth it or try to get a deal on a 2017? Um, I mean, I don't think you really need it. I think the answer is you buy a Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it technically is the better car. Even though I'd rather have a Mustang, the Camaro is the better car. Um, uh, let's see. Scrolling up, scrolling up. People have a bunch of answers for the farting question. Uh, Francois at Real Francois VDS. Best big dumb American car you can daily ish. Max five thousand dollars. Go. Mm. Big dumb, big, big dumb American dumb. car you can daily ish for five thousand dollars. Buicle Saber. That's a good answer. I had one. It was fantastic. <laughs> I love that car. Cadillac DeVille from the eighties. Um. Okay, I That's like I, big, 80, 80s Cadillac would yeah. be great. Yeah, I had Cadillac. a I had a like ninety four Lesabre, one of my favorite cars I've ever owned because it was just so relaxed. Right, and then you were done being a, a someone's dad. And then well, <laughs> it was it was a family car. Okay. So. All right, that makes sense. Uh, Iron Dookie at Iron underscore Dookie. I like this question because it's written, so you don't get the the tone. So this question is written out. Is it pronounced? And I'm going to read it. Yeah. Even without how I know it should be read. Is it pronounced radiator or radiator? I've always said radiator, but I've heard others say radiator. So which is it? So, like, <laughs> I know what he's trying to say, like, radiator. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but I say radiator, so I'm reading your question the way I say it, which is radiator. I'm going to be fancy. It's pronounced heat exchanger. Oh, Jesus. Oh, look at you. Um, I got to say, I was just watching a Turked episode the other day. Uh, they're working on their car. One of them says radiator. He right? just kept saying radiator, and I, it was bugging the hell out. I love that guy, but it's Pennsylvania guy, I'm sure. Um, AJX Addison at AJJISON. Did you pick a boat out? It's a funny question because I went down a, a boat trader rabbit hole on Twitter recently, and there's some fucking amazing shit on there. Um, I do want a boat, but I am two decades, three decades away from affording one. Um, Matt Carhart at LongDX Commuter. Which current car do you like better in a lower trim, driving dynamics and such? Uh, my Mazda CX-5 is in the mid trim, not the high trim, which means it gets the... Um, Smaller wheels, t- more sidewall, so it actually is a better ride without sacrificing the driving dynamics. So there's a quick answer off the top of my head. Uh, but otherwise, I would go with, like, probably stuff in the 911 range, Boxster Caymans, because it's less bullshit, and they probably drive fantastically and all that. There's a reason race cars have 18-inch wheels for the most part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um Another question from Matt. Why does the Mustang V6 get the hate, whereas the new Camaro V6 get more praise? I don't. I think the Mustang V6 hate has faded. Um, at least, I mean, it's 300 yeah, plus horsepower moves. car. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just. I think that that motor is just kind of, eh. and I think it's, and I think the the GM V6 is a, just a little more fun. Yeah. Uh, Matt Card again. Mitsu Mirage Spec Series or Smart Car Spec Series? I go Mitsubishi Mirage just because I like the noise the three cylinder makes. <laughs> they still crack me up when I see those. Yeah. And then Justin Hughes asks, what is the ultimate answer of life, the universe, and everything? Everybody knows it's 42. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to jump to Facebook questions now. And we're going to whip through these because this is a long episode. Cameron West, non-car related, but impacts many. If there are only two lines open at the grocery store, one being, I don't know why this is a question on the podcast, <laughs> one being the 15 item or less, and it is so busy that the normal line is 10 to 15 people deep, but the express line only has like three people. Does the 15 item limit in the express lane still apply? Yes, I argue it does. Yeah, I 100%. will give you an allowance of like maybe one or two odor exactly. over just because yeah. you couldn't count. Yep. But. Yep. Yeah. It applies. Uh, Craig on. 
I bought a new 370Z and then got a cool 370Z shirt in size XL, but they accidentally sent two. Do you want the other one? Um, and then someone replied, if not, I'll take it. Give it to Patrick. I don't need it. Thank you, though. I appreciate the We offer. get lots of free shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, though I just paid money for that new smoking tire vintage tee. I saw that in the latest <laughs> one take. I'm like, that's a cool shirt. I'll buy it. Um, Blake Swan, is it just me or were the initial reviews of the Civic Type R for the press event very fanboy-sided? Now it seems reviewers are stating more factual dislikes about the vehicle. Am I misinterpreting this or do reviews really have to kiss up to press events? I thought Jalopnik's first drive of it, uh, which Andrew Andrew Collins did, was he hit on some of the negatives of the car. Andrew is so, a yeah. very fair reviewer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I He's thought his review was like pretty like, here's what I like, and I expected it to be a lot better yeah. here. To be um, honest, I mean, I really I really enjoy reading a lot of his stuff. So, yeah. I, um, Having been on the other side yeah. and the PR side of the, working with OEs and Jalopnik kind of being the, the never-ending jabber yeah. into the OE side, I have to say, like, Andrew and the guys over there, they do a pretty stand-up job. It it keeps us on our – it kept us on our toes while we were over there. And, you know, now that I'm not on the inside, it's it's fun to watch because I know what How the communications reacting. teams are going through right, right now. And right. just, you know, you can't bullshit a bullshit. Uh, so. No, I mean, I don't uh, – nobody I personally know um, kisses up on press events. Um, no. Uh, and you kind of know who does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I haven't read a Civic Type R review from the initial first drive. So uh, actually, I think I only really read Andrews. So I don't know. Um, I haven't driven it yet, so I can't form my own opinion yet either. Um, but hopefully I'll get some time in it soon. Yeah. I don't know if I can say anybody I know from any kind of general outlet that's not like super Chevy or fast forwards or something right. like that. Right. I can't think of anybody that I could say that has any like real bias. Like everybody always, when they don't agree with a review in Car and Driver or something, they go, "Oh, they only like BMWs mm, right, or right. whatever no, shit." It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's usually manufacturer like, here. Yeah. It's usually like honestly, and this isn't a dig against anybody specifically because it's not anybody specifically, but it's usually like lower to mid tier, and not that Hooniverse is some fucking grand outlet, but it's lower to mid tier folks who are just like. There to enjoy the trip, you know they don't go on a lot. It's of It's YouTubers. Let's just call it a spade well, a spade on this one. It's fucking. No, I wouldn't even say no, like it's not just YouTubers. I don't think, I don't it's, think it's, it's the YouTubers or the influencers because most of them don't know. Yeah, they've never been on a trip like this before. Yeah, but so I they're catch, just kind of like I, cool, every once mine. in a while I'll yeah. see I'll just see them and I'll be like, okay, let's see what these guys are doing, and they will just say some shit just just to get themselves on the next press trip. Yeah, it's very clear. Yeah, that's always conversations behind closed doors. They're always jabbing like, you should invite me. It's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, this next question is an interesting one from Josh Meehan. How is your street racing scene? In Minneapolis, it's gone down the shitter in the last two to three years because it blew up. Bro-dozers and high school kids racing their Grand Prix and cruises have ruined it, mostly people being, res- being disrespectful to property. The city even started spraying down known spots. Is there hope for chill midnight meets? Uh, we don't, I don't really know of a street. I know where there's one, but I don't really give a shit about street racing scenes specifically because yeah. I don't think you should street race. Now... I do think chill midnight meets that idea. I'm totally down for that. But Absolutely. like street racing, like going out and enjoying your car on a canyon road, even if it's in the middle of the night, which is actually a really good time because it's fucking. I empty. love it. I love doing it at like um, three o'clock in the morning. But but as far as street racing goes, uh, it had its little heyday. But like you just start to, and I'm not I'm not. This isn't a comment about you specifically, Josh, either. But in general, you just kind of start to grow up and realize it's it's, it's, it's yeah. You don't want to deal with it. I see once a month. 
actually probably once every two to three weeks on the news in the morning as I'm drinking my coffee. Yeah. Father killed because street racing accident. Father killed. Daughter killed. Like, yeah. It's like, why? It's, 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 it's kind of an epidemic here in California. It is. And they're... The, the, all the local agencies are starting to crack down on it. Yeah. Like they're, they're starting to do some pretty drastic things. So it, it's a scene that's going to go away. And honestly, you're going to get way more satisfaction going to a track. It's it's one of, it's one another thing, too. Like, and mind you, I did a lot of street racing in like my late teens and early 20s. Oh, and I did I, dumb shit on the I road, did too. Like a lot. Yeah. But it's different when you, if you live in a major city like this and you can't get away from people's houses. Right. And you can't get yeah. away from pedestrians and normal through traffic. Right. If you live somewhere where you've got roads in the middle of nowhere, you live in like Illinois and you've got fucking, you know, mm-hmm. farm fields running out, yeah. you know, that's a different question. Yeah. You know, sure. is it it's still risky? Yes, but you're generally only risking the two people that are driving. If you're in the middle of nowhere, Fuxville, Texas, and it's a two lane and you've scouted it and you know it's empty, and I'm not condoning street, I still think there's something that could go wrong. But But your answer to your question could potentially be different than so, here in Southern California. Statute of limitations is well gone on this for me, but what we used to do, and this is, I don't think it's really feasible anymore, is in South Florida, is the turnpike was always so empty, it, you know, especially in the evenings, that we'd get people that went down you know, a couple of miles in either direction on the turnpike with, with radios. Yeah. And we would just start going, hey, is it clear, is it clear? And we'd just do highway runs right. all night long. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really think it's. I mean, and now we're talking twelve, fifteen years ago, but um, you know, that was the kind of dumb shit I did. And right. I look at it now, and I go, "Yeah, I could have gotten in a lot of trouble." Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cody Johnston, budget superhero. You are a new and upcoming superhero and need a cheap superhero car. You have a budget of thirty thousand dollars. You need to buy a car and modify budget. it to fit your crime fighter needs, but staying in budget. I would imagine, since you need to have a budget, but you probably need room for gadgetry and all that shit, you probably need some kind of truck or SUV. Dodge Promaster Van. Or get one of those. Actually, yeah, the, the small, um, the, the, yeah. the Transit, the small Nissan NV, the Dodge Promaster. That's and I say Promaster strictly because the very nice people at Dodge hooked me up with it for SEMA, <laughs> nice. and I appreciate that. There you go. So, no, that's, that, that's the perfect answer. Alexander J. Panek, let's say you're embarking on a Euro trip and you have to choose three vehicles for the following stages of the trip. 500 miles of Highway Autobahn, two, tur- so that's part one. Two is tourist day at the Nürburgring, and three, campsite, towing a trailer or an RV. What do you choose? E63 wagon for all of it. Come at me, bro. Oh, no, sorry. I'm in uh, Europe. RS6 wagon. Come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they tow with anything over there. So you could tow some little fucking camper behind that, and people would be like, oh, it's, yeah, this is good. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not a camper there. It's a caravan. caravan. True, true. Um, so, there, uh, edit, I know you've done number three with a Range Rover before, but I didn't tow it. Uh, I just showed up to the campsite. I have a trailer hitch on my Fiesta. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> tow your scooter? No, no. Actually, it's just for a bike rack. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Russell Turnbull, thoughts on the Civic Type R and how Honda has moved away from high revving engines? Will people fondly remember the days of the B and K series engines? I think they will fondly remember those days. I think the K is already yeah. revered. However, yeah. uh, I mean, it's hard to, even though it doesn't rev high, it's hard to argue with the, what, the 305 horsepower engine in a Civic, though, at the same time. Yeah. I My only quibbles with that car is, you know, and I understand it's not for me, just like. I don't give a shit about Christina Aguilera. That car is not for me at this point in my life. It's just two boy racer. I I, I think I could enjoy. Yeah, but no one's saying Christina that it's not Aguilera. a low rev um, either. Patrick Palladino, 
Uh, rally owned driving to a volcano. <laughs> Weird question. BMW 318Ti, BMW 5 Series GT, BMW X6 non-M. Oof, you made it tough by making it a 5 Series GT and a non-M X6. I will rally... Fuck. I'm going to rally the 318. That's the correct answer. Well, I was going to rally the X6. Um, uh, I will drive... Ugh! I will drive the X6 and hate myself and throw the 5 Series GT into the volcano. Ugh. Uh, I'd hate myself in the next. I rally the 318. I drive the GT and I and I drive the X6 into the volcano. Yeah. Ugh. Cars and Cactus. When you're out for a canyon drive, what's your favorite type of place to stop for a piss? Side of the road, short dirt road excursion to a bush, gas station, national forest, picnic areas. Do you have a favorite destination? My favorite is a tree in the shade where people can't see what I'm doing. But definitely, when we're out shooting cars, I'm chugging like water and energy drink or coffee, so I definitely have to piss. So we pee a lot. And if it's really hot, you don't because you just sweat it all out. (laughs) Yeah. Cars and Cactus again. If Brownell says an Infiniti Q50 Red Sport is a good practical choice of sports sedan, should I trust his judgment on air-cooled Porsches? You should definitely trust his judgment on air-cooled Porsches. Uh, also, the Infiniti Q50 Red Sport is good minus the steering and gearbox. Minus the so two interface points. So <laughs> The key ones. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah. The steering, it's just not good and the gearbox is just mediocre but the engine is fantastic the styling is good and the interior is wonderful and it's yeah priced. i think it's a decent looking car and that it's new just, motor is cool yeah but um, technically you just can't drive it yeah. <laughs> you just do burnouts everywhere <laughs> tony alfano i just bought a 2004 s2000 with 48,000 miles never raced never wrecked 100 percent stock any chance this car starts to go up to value in the next 10 years in the next 10 years sure it seems not like gonna we, be i rich. thought we've answered that question we did before. have one just like it, if not the Just same question. enjoy it. It's never going to be worth a ton of money. Uh, th- no, somebody else had a similar question. Uh, their miles weren't that low, I don't think. Uh, it'll go up. It's just not going to skyrocket. It's never going to be like super-duper valuable. Brian Pocock, if the 25-year rule didn't exist, what foreign car would you import? Uh, I'm assuming I have tons of money to do so. Uh, it'd be the RS6 wagon, I think, for me. Uh, you know what? I actually had – I was thinking RS6 wagon because – there's not a lot of really cool shit that you know what if money was no problem Zonda you can get those now though um, there's a there's a fucking like pop-up Pagani dealer in Newport now yeah do you know that yeah there's no. a showroom with Paganis in it in Newport Beach yeah but Zondas were never federalized uh, the Zondas weren't no there's only one that's rolling around here now isn't there that lime green crazy color? Is one? it a Zonda or is it's it a, a Zonda? Okay, there is a Zonda. I, don't get me wrong. The Wyra is an amazing car. Yeah, but fuck that Zonda sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Because the Zonda is naturally aspirated, and yeah. the other one's turbo, right? So you get more noise. It's, out it's of the naturally Zonda. aspirated with about oh nine inches of exhaust pipe yeah. on it. Right. Yeah. It I'll sounds like a nine F1 inches car. of that exhaust pipe. Um, David Bowden, should I buy the knockoff VCDS via VW diagnostics cable? For fifty pounds, or save for ages and get a real one for two hundred plus pounds. Buy the knockoff. If it works just fine, buy the fucking knockoff. Yeah, yeah. buy the knockoff. Put the money towards something else. Right, the repairs that your Volkswagen needs. Uh, Chris Cavallari, are you going to get any seat <laughs> time at a seven? <laughs> no, no, general Volkswagen. Comment. Ouch, ouch. In a, are you going to get any seat time at a seven twenty S anytime soon? Also, how is Lime Rock? We talked about Lime Rock, and the McLaren seven twenty will probably be in the West Coast. I would imagine after Pebble Beach. 
Um, and yes, I will probably get seat time in it because McLaren is very nice to me. Thank Cars you, and JP. <laughs> And uh, Laura. And Laura. I McLaren is over there. McLaren is surprisingly accessible. McLaren is fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, they, they sent me the they, McLaren 720 Lego kit. I just haven't put it together yet. Oh, they did. Because I want to do it on video. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, I, I love nowhere. how Chris and I are so bummed that we did yeah. the Lego yeah. kit. <laughs> it arrived. It arrived. I was like, I, you know what? About all the cars I was this so entire excited show bummed about a Lego kit. And the oh, funny man. thing is, like, McLaren, for all the supercars... They're the one that does it for me. Yeah, I can give a shit about Ferrari. Give me a McLaren. There's something about the like the the fighting attitude of McLaren. Like we can fucking do this. And I mean, they do it. I, I make, great. I make no no surprise about it. That or I I don't hide the fact that I like am an unabashed Aston Martin fanboy. Yeah. But fuck the McLaren is good. Yeah. Um, Different market segments. And so. I get the DB11 on Friday. Hoo-hoo. Um. How much uh, cars and cactus? How much does track width matter? Should I worry about wheel offset with a wide body kit? I think you should pay attention to offset if you're doing a wide body kit. Um, but your stock it really depends on your car. The average track width on a modern car is going to be fine out on the track. That and make sure whatever wheels you're putting on it are strong enough to actually handle the cornering loads that you're going to do. Yes, because you're just incre- you're increasing them. Go watch uh, Engineering Explained for more. Um, I finally met that guy on a press trip. He was really nice. Yeah, Jason's a, Jason's not guy. He's super quiet. Yes. Yeah, he he opened up a little bit on this press trip. Yeah, I got to work with him recently. Really, really obviously smart. But yeah, incredibly engaged. An amazing yeah, audience. One point three million and yeah. climbing like a fucking rocket to the moon. And yeah. I was told that nobody would like that kind of shit before. It's yeah, it's no, it is perfect awesome. content because it's. Awesome. He's the only one doing that specific content. It only requires a whiteboard. People sometimes on some of my videos, people are like, "Man, I can't believe you only have uh, thirty-three thousand subscribers." I'm like, "I'll be honest here. I'm doing the same shit that everybody else is doing. I know why I don't have more subscribers, which is why we started to add some more of the vloggy type videos, which have gotten good reception um, and are super are like way easier to produce. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to abandon the the, the big right. pretty car video." Um, George Barahona, which engine would you swap into a 240Z? I mean, just as, as someone should, can tell you, make your life easy. Just go with the LS. It's, <laughs> or yeah. in, in a 240, it's just small block, just 350. Just yeah. go with the shit that exists and has been figured out already, unless you want to spend five years working on it. Though I would say a 2JZ would be pretty fucking rad in a 240Z. But that's also something that people have already figured out, and you can buy the cradle ZZ? and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. You know. uh, Buddy Daniels. Um, is the BMW 340i better than the 335i? And if so, how? I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I haven't driven either. I don't know. To be honest, I've been a little curious about the 340s. I have not driven one yet. The 335s are, depending upon when you get it, are you know cool to okay. Uh, Will De Rocher, uh, I like to pronounce your name that way, to turbo or not to turbo, that is the question. Uh, no, the answer is supercharger, my friend. <laughs> um, no, uh, it also depends on the car. Yeah, if it yeah. was normally aspirated and it, it, it from the factory, don't turbocharge it. Your life is going to suck. <laughs> yeah, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, uh, unless it's like a really, like, really well-supported, like if there's like a fly-in Miata kit for you know like then i think you'd be all right but like very there's few exceptions few being the operative word and there's something yeah. to say for like having a well-built naturally aspirated car yes you're gonna have I, i've driven plenty of cars that actually have really good power to weight ratio in a naturally aspirated car yeah. and built around where the car excels 
and I've had more fun in that than waiting for a turbo boost. Once again, yeah. Unless yeah. you've got the time, money, and like knowledge to do it, don't try to trailblaze on turbo cars because the tuning for a turbo car is infinitely more tricky than doing a supercharged or a normally aspirated car. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, screaming sounds better than whooshing. Yes. Um, uh, Niles Rogers, what is your favorite time of day to drive? My personal favorite time, this is back when I lived in Huntington, was in the morning, um, probably just after regular people had gone to work, so the roads were pretty empty. Uh, it still wasn't that light out, so it was probably the fall, so it's still cool, and I'm on my way to get coffee on Main Street in Huntington Beach. That was very specific. That's, that's incredible. I like a coastal road with really good sunglasses about an hour before sunset. That's also a good answer. Yeah, I'm sunrise uh, just before everybody gets out there, slip around a little bit on the morning dew. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Yeah, add in the dew. Last question, Cars and Cactus, Raptor, or Crosstrek? Funny question. I did actually really enjoy the Crosstrek, even though it has no power, uh, but of course <laughs> I would take the goddamn Raptor. <laughs> I think we and all God's children said right. amen. Um, so that's all the questions. Uh, thanks for coming on, Zeke. I want you hey, to... Thanks. Um, as I cut you off for your uh, response to my thank you, um, no tell everybody worries. where they can find you on Instagram and all that. Yeah, yeah, on Instagram you can media. find me on at uh, Auto Conduct. We have our website autoconduct.com and uh, you know, come out, come check out our show once a month uh, up until October. We'll take a little bit of break. Come back in January. Forthcoming podcast. Forthcoming podcast where you do live record podcasts there, and uh, yeah, it's sometimes uh, you'll get to meet my daughter Senna. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. yes, I named my daughter Senna. <laughs> uh, we weren't going to force the issue uh, if you were going to. I got to get a plug in for her and say hi because she'll nice. listen to this one day. Saying, oh, Daddy, okay. you sound ridiculous. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit! I never thought about Sloan listening to these. We're gonna have to burn these tapes. Um, it's all right. We're gonna have to put them on she, tape first and then burn them. By the Just, time she gets to that linguistic like acceptance, they'll be like, "Yeah, you can say fucking." Tape, ha, uh, tape you know what's fine. you know what's hilarious is that you both think your daughters are gonna give a shit about a podcast. Right. No, they are not. Well, if on the off chance she does. She's gonna. I don't know what episode Scotland is, but she's gonna be like, "Daddy, what happened to episode so and so? Why is that one not here?" I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> um, so, uh, anywhere else, if they can follow you on Twitter or anything like that? No, I just keep it simple. I can't okay. handle all the social media. Smart man, <laughs> so, I envy you. And Instagram is the go-to. I so. envy you, uh, Chris. Shout it out loud. Uh, as usual, uh, shoutengine.com. If you want to do a podcast, come over and we'll set you up for free. Uh, I am about a third of the way through the reboot of Shout Engine at large. We'll be launching sometime late summer, early fall. Um, and uh, a lot of big announcements that will be coming around the product at that point. We're rebooting the podcast. I'm being replaced by a younger host. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Just slightly younger. Just a year and a half. Also married with a daughter. Equally uh, as great. What hair. it comes down to is I just don't like Jeff anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, get your own damn podcast and follow Chris at Hayes Data on Twitter. Follow me at Hooniverse Jeff on Instagram, at Jay Glucker on Twitter. Also follow at The Real Hooniverse on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to Hooniverse.com and read. Actually, read. Reading. And then go to What's iTunes that? and uh, like and review this thing as well. And, um, yeah. That's about it. Oh, and look out for my story on the uh, Toge, California on jellopicnic.net. Jellopicnic. Jellopicnic. Yeah. Uh, All right. Peace.